this is um this is one of those nights when the intro is going to pale in comparison to what it really <laughs> should have because it would have been so much better if we could have put the uh the off the record <laughs> stuff uh in the thing. You know what I mean? And that's your intro. Yep. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the CatsCorner.com podcast, CatsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CatsCorner.com, coming to you live from the place of Franklin States in the west end of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, May the 10th. Um, the commencement addresses and all those fun things are coming up soon, so we thought we'd do a little end-of-the-year uh, thing tonight. Also saves us a week to do some off-season stuff uh, down the road. Before we get started, let's go around and introduce everybody. First in Fishersville, board moderator du jour, David Spence is on the show. How's it going, my friend? It's going pretty well. I mean, you might have sources inside my building that disagree, but going pretty well here. Who is on the board at Who is on Twitter? I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to skip right over it like it didn't happen. And it, um, in Charlottesville, uh, Editor-in-Chief Justin Ferber is also on the program. How's it going, my dude? Working to confirm. Working to confirm. Dave's report. At Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter. Oh, wow. Cavs Corner also on Twitter. Cavs underscore Corner. Uh, great place for the in-game updates, the content items, and the occasional witty banter. Did you guys see that uh, apparently Elon is going to start opening things up if for people who haven't tweeted? And I don't think the guy who has the Cavs Corner Twitter has ever tweeted, really. And I was I had a moment the other day. I was like, should I like try to get the Cavs Corner Twitter as, oppo- as opposed to Cavs underscore Corner? And I was like, no. Nah. I mean, like Cavs underscore Corner is like a like – a, institution you know i can't i can't turn my back on it um but maybe i should i don't know if you guys have thoughts on that if you're out there listening feel free to uh email me tweet me whatever drop Um, the the it's cleaner it's cleaner (laughs) (laughs) all right so end of year um lots of um graduations commencements and and whatnots coming up here very soon um there will be um plenty of time I think to talk too much about sort of what is to come so let's one more time look back on what was uh we're going to go through a handful of categories uh this evening um and talk through sort of our our picks for these moments um programming reminder of sorts we are focusing on football and basketball so if there are other moments we don't mean to like um I don't know act like they didn't exist but we're just not going to be talking about them for the uh, purposes of this conversation Two, there obviously was a horrific incident at the end of the season that ended Virginia's football season. Um, we are going to pick a least favorite moment on the field. Um, the things we talk about um, with regards to these kinds of things are, are going to be focused on the actual like games and and such. We're not we're not gonna um, we're not gonna pretend that like the um, that what happened at the end of the season that what happened with the murder of the those three players didn't happen. Um, but we're also not going to um, just talk about what happened, you know, before that, what happened in the actual season. So when we get to least favorite moment, we, it's not we're not 
we're not trying to um, be disrespectful or anything. We're just going to focus um, on the football piece of it. You guys ready to go? So excited! Listen to them, guys. They're they're just jacked. They're so excited. They can't they can't even they can't even put the words together to to describe how excited they are. All right, let's go to. We'll start with football. Dave, your favorite football moment of the season. What was your favorite football moment, and why was it when Malachi Fields came back? Um, <laughs> yeah. What was your your favorite football moment uh, of the season? I mean, that probably was it. But um, yeah, uh, didn't get to watch that whole game because I had to leave early. But I mean. I'm going to have to go game one because, you know, it didn't go great after that. Um, game one, you saw some glimpses from the offense. They're like, okay, maybe the system will work, you know. Um, and the defense showed up and, you know, it seemed like kind of the crowd was behind the team and things were going to maybe be okay. Maybe the offense was going to figure it out. And, you know, the defense, improving defense was going to help this team kind of get over the stumbling blocks they saw the year before in that six and six finish. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Richmond game, there was a couple of big plays. I think Lavelle scored a touchdown that game. I think Brennan had a long run. Um, defense made some plays early, and, you know, and that continued for a while. But, I mean, I, I hate to say it, game one, but that's game one. <laughs> to me, it's game one. Ferber, what about you? What, what was your favorite football yeah, moment? Yeah, Dave, Dave took all the good choices. Um <laughs> No, uh, I think that's probably the correct answer. Um, who knew Best in Show would have come so early, right? But um, sometimes I think, the best movie of the season comes out early in the Oscar year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, if I had to pick a different one, I would probably say Dontavian Wicks touchdown against Georgia Tech. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That was like the best play they had all year. That was yeah. a sick play, yeah. and it was like, oh man, if he could just be this guy, like. You know, like think about how good they could be. And I remember the next game against Miami, he was like wide open for a touchdown on I think the first play from scrimmage or their first yeah, play. Yeah. And it just like and then it's like, well, this just isn't gonna it's work not gonna out. Change. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess I would go that play. I mean, uh Brad, if you're gonna pick one, I mean, you ain't got a whole lot to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave Dave kind of uh stole my thunder just a, a bit. I, I specifically just love seeing Lavelle out there and, and this is not a sentimental uh pick given everything that happened at the end of the season and, and his tragic passing. Um, but, I mean, seeing him out there, um, the excitement he had in the postgame, you know, I mentioned, I think, shortly after the shootings that, um, you know, I, I still had that, that video on my computer. For some, I, 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 I never keep that kind of stuff. Like, once I, you know, once I use it or once we upload it or whatever. And I just was saving it for some reason. And I, I don't remember, I, I think ultimately, like, I, I was hoping to sort of do like a, um, a fun look back because he talked about sort of like being back out there and stuff, but seeing him after the season he had um, two years ago and then obviously not being able to play last uh, the previous fall, um, just seeing him out there was so, so much fun. And um, obviously, you know, losing those, those kids at the end of the season, the tragedy that it was will, will forever be connected to not just that season, but also the program in general. But um, at least for that one, that one game, you know, it was it was tough sledding for the offense as a whole the rest of the way. And it wasn't exactly, you know, super stellar that day. Right. I mean, they were, it had they had moments, but just seeing him out there again and his excitement and his smile uh, in postgame, I thought um, it just it just made me happy. And every time I think about him, that's what I think about was just that that ex- excitement and exuberance that he had um, to be back. 
All right, favorite. That was bas- the first time that he played in front of fans, I believe, yep, too, which it was. is kind of yeah. crazy, or like yeah. a lot of them, anyway. Yeah, no, it was. No, you're right. Fans um, other than Brad Franklin, <laughs> something like that. I um, meant also like you know they went on the road a couple times. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, but like you're right, yeah, yeah, there were some people, but not many. Yeah, it is funny though not to dis- derail this thing, but I think we've talked about it on the podcast. But looking back. Like after that game, I think it was Elliot who commented like a couple of the touchdowns were busted plays. Like mm-hmm. uh, Paris Jones wasn't supposed to be where he was on that touchdown right. catch. Um, you know, the handoff was the ball was supposed to be handed off on Brennan's long run. Yeah, that was um, their longest play of the season too, Brennan's touchdown yeah. run. Yeah, a pretty good uh, harbinger for what was to come, I guess. Yeah, true. All right, favorite basketball moment of the season. Uh, Ferber, let's start with you. What was your, your favorite hoops moment for the Hoos? Oh man, that is tough. Um, you know, I would say like the Vegas trip, yeah. but I think I think um, I think I'll go with, and this is kind of random, but like the basically not a specific, eh, not necessarily a specific game, but that run they went on in January was probably the peak. Um, starting with uh, the games that kind of stand out to me, maybe it's because I was there, but. The North Carolina win at home, um, where they were down in the, at halftime and came back and won. I think Vanderplas had a pretty big second half, and then um, the game against Tech in at home, yeah, um, that they won and they played really well. That was the game where Steph Curry was there, um, and all that good stuff. But I, I would probably have to put that in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, they definitely had some ups. It just you know it's hard to pick one that was like really stood out above the rest to me. I guess. Yeah, Dave, what about you? I mean, Justin mentioned it, but to me, it's the Vegas tournament because, you know, coming off that horrible thing, uh, you know, event and seeing a Virginia team compete and going out to a tournament, I don't think any of us expected them to win and and beating some very tough teams. It ended up not being as tough at the end of the year as we thought they'd be. But given all the emotion and that team just going to Vegas and kind of taking care of business um, and winning different ways, right? Like going small against, I think it was Illinois, they went small against going against Baylor who had kind of out athleted us the year before and, and doing your thing. It, to me, like a second only, yeah, I, I don't know if I can put anything above that, even though I agree with Justin, that run in January is really good. Um, that Vegas thing, just because of the timing and everything else. And the team just played great basketball um, for that, for that tournament. So that's where I'll stay. February the 11th, Duke, there is a big play. I was at the wondering end of the if game. somebody was going to say this. <laughs> Listen, I can't tell you the level of happiness and just joy that came out of me when they waved that thing off. And like, listen, I know that makes me a homer, and I just don't care. Like, after years of <laughs> years of seeing Duke get every single one of those kinds of calls, right? And I, I'm not trying to argue whatever, whatever about the call. I'm just saying, like, in that moment, it was absolutely ridiculous and fun. And what I thought, I mean, listen, I still go back to, regardless of whatever happened, they had five more minutes to settle it, right? And we all know how that 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 third period, you know, so to speak, right, went. I mean, Virginia scores an 11-4, to four, closes the game like a 7-0 run or whatever it was. Um, I was tempted to pick uh, Ryan Dunn's coming out party against Monmouth early in the season just because, like, <laughs> that was a I was – I was very sure all of a sudden I was like, whoa, like where did this dude come from? And he scored I, I, what, double figures. I don't think he had double figures again until like into the season. Didn't he have one against like 
uh, Boston College or Clemson. He or had, a, I think, he had one or two late. Um, yeah, when it was, he played yeah. Down so the it was stretch. just, it was just, it was just funny to Clemson. I think he had a nice game. Clemson. It home. was very much reminiscent of like that season a couple years ago where, well, who they? I forget who they played in the opener and and like that was the Trey. It was a Trey Murphy season, and they're just. I mean, they're shooting the crazy. Just shooting the lights out, and you're like, "Oh man, this thing could really work." And then it, the wheels fell off like immediately thereafter against San Francisco. But no, I, I just, I that moment, I will never forget it. It was just like, you know, dude waves it off, and I remember being like, "They're waving it off." I just could not believe that that was actually happening in real life. So I'm, I'm taking that. All right, Dave. I thought you were gonna say uh, Jonathan Beagle getting oh, to see Jonathan Beagle play for Albany. Gosh, I love that. <laughs> I love that dude. I loved my boy. Uh, Quentin Grace, right? Um, Grace. Uh, oh my gosh, PJ. Yeah, I love the kid, the dude from Houston. Um, yeah, that's who I was talking about. Yeah, the dude from Houston. There was the dude from from Boston College whose name escapes me. Quentin Post. And he was just. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, he's out there just draining threes in pregame. Actually, that like, was what Brad's is... one shining moment of the season. Was, like, was when I showed up and this, you were like, "This dude hasn't missed a shot in an hour." And you were like, "Okay, buddy, calm down." Like Ferber has a I, folks out there. You, you got to understand, Ferber has a way of tolerating me. Uh, in these situations where it's actually, you know, it's kind of nice that he that he does that for me. He just kind of tolerates me a little bit. And I was like, dude, you, this kid is just 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 shooting the lights out. Like he he hasn't missed in like ten minutes. And Ferber was like, he gave me the okay man look. Like, all right, it's fine. He's shooting against air, and I was like, all right, man. And so yeah, I felt very vindicated uh, in that moment. But um, but yeah, there were a handful of dudes that like I was very eager on um, once their names hit the portal. Um, gosh, there was somebody else. Who am I forgetting? There was some uh, somebody else uh, earlier in the season. Um, was it the Foster the dude, kid from Monmouth? The dude from Monmouth. Yeah, I think he's going to like somewhere bigger, Temple or something. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I like I liked him. I liked the Beagle kid from Albany. Yeah, um, he went in the portal and then went back. I know. Gosh, Should've he'll be back. He'll be yet. back. <laughs> All right, Dave, your least favorite football moment, and why is it any of Brandon? Armstrong's big sixes. Do you have a? Do you have? Do you actually have one, or is it just a collection of Keystone? I do have one. I mean, because look, y'all, y'all know that y'all know all the bad passes are probably the true answer. But you know, and and kind of thinking back on the season, I think it's the overall offensive performance against Miami. Mm. Um, You know that that was very high on my list. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Virginia was three and four at that point. They had lost some games big leading into that one. But you know, um, they won the week before, though, right? uh, I don't think so. Or maybe it was. Yeah, yeah, Georgia Tech. Yeah, they beat Georgia Tech. Yeah, they went went to Georgia Tech and won. So they're back to what three and four at that point. They get Miami. They had that first play of the game. Could have been a touchdown, which probably would have been enough to put that game away. Um, And just couldn't move the ball all day. Lost in what triple overtime? Four overtimes, right? Twelve to fourteen. Yeah, quadruple, I believe. (laughs) I mean, look, the season didn't. You know, even record-wise, didn't end, end great at three and seven. But Virginia wins yeah. that game. They're four and four. Um, the following week, they, you know, they keep it close with Carolina, and then kind of the wheels fall off against Pitt before the season ends. But yeah, you know, just in retrospect, you know how big it would have been to, to you know to beat a Miami team that obviously was disappointing. But you know, if you're thinking back on a four and six versus a three and seven season, or who knows how the following week goes if he win that game. Um, Despite my urge to pick any of the number of terrible throws, I'll, I'll go with that one. Ferber, what about you? Yeah, that Miami game's hard to top. 
Um, I mean, there's two others that really stand out for me, and that is, um, I'm sure Brad will get the other one, but I'll, <laughs> I'll go with the Illinois game. Um, the Illinois game was really bad, um, and it was a huge wake up call, right? I mean, it it kind of reset our expectations yeah. uh, after because Richmond was like, you know. I think people were kind of like underwhelmed with that, but I was like, whatever. They were just not trying to trip over their own feet. And, you know, they got out of there with a comfortable win. Right. Um, And, you know, the next game, it's like, all right, Illinois should be better, but they're not great. You know, like they're not great. If this team can score points, they should be fine. Um, And they went out there and not only did they not win, they didn't score a touchdown, which was like the first real sign on, on film, like in games that the offense was bad. Um, cause they were okay against Richmond. There was no, like, it wasn't like they were really bad or anything the week before. Um, that game was a huge wake up call. They were really sloppy. I think they had a lot of penalties. There were some, you know, like miscues. Um, I think there was like a yeah, fumble like punt a- that kind of like messed the whole game up early. Um, yeah. And then a few other things. And, and also remember like that was the game where it was like the vibe was starting to go sideways yeah where it was yeah. like guys don't look happy and like you know i think aaron, aaron, Falmui, yeah. aaron Falmui was like ignoring somebody on the side i forget what the situation was and i was like all right like this isn't great um but yeah that one was i think that one was kind of like where the, the, it felt like the season turned yeah. um because like even they beat odu the next week but we all know they very well could have lost um well, they should have yeah, I mean, like they had to they had to pull like a couple plays out late to win that, and they they moved the ball, they dominated like the stat sheet in that game, I think. But like that was another one where it's like, all right, you know, I think what we saw last week is more what we can expect, you know, going forward. And so, I was torn between because given what you guys have said, Syracuse and Duke. I mean, the Duke game was so bad because, like, I mean, that thing was over. If I mean, it felt like that thing was over fast, right? The quick kick. Yeah. I thought you were going to pick that one. <laughs> oh, no. Well, yeah. Well, I really thought you were going to pick the beginning of the pick game. but. Well, I, I mean, I felt like Dave would already kind of <laughs> taken that one. That one's so bad, I'll let everybody else pick it. <laughs> but it's just like, I mean, like Duke, it's like, I mean, it's 14 nothing, real fast. And you're like, oh, okay, right? Syracuse because like they get down early, it what was that like sixteen nothing at the half something like that. They come back in the third, they make it a game, and then you know Syracuse is obviously going to come back and win it um, with that field goal. That kid, that kid kicked like like it felt like nine field goals in that game. And that He's game everywhere. to me, like I mean, it wasn't a win, but it didn't feel like as big of a negative. I mean, it sucks to not get it because I remember thinking like, man, they're going to regret not getting. I think this that's game. I think that's kind of the moment for me, which was like. You know, it's not so much that they were, you know, because I mean, at that point, you know, they they lost Illinois, they come back and gotten the, you know, quote unquote win over Old Dominion. It was a it was a chance for them to get another one, you know, because I think at that point I figured, you know, Duke's probably going to be pretty good. Um, and then the Doctor Bob element, yeah. You know, and then there was also they got pasted by Louisville. I mean, and that's not. I, I, mean, I wasn't at that game. I was in Baton Rouge. That that <laughs> looking at game. it on my phone. <laughs> 34-17. I mean, I just – some of these numbers are just real gross. Like well, that game, I remember looking at it on my phone and being like, ah, oh, UVA is back on track. Because I think Louisville was pretty, playing pretty poorly and Malik Cunningham wasn't playing. Yeah. So it was like, all right, well, 
they were up like 10 nothing like immediately and i was like yeah. all right uva's gonna get this together and win this game then i looked back at my phone and it was like they were down two touchdowns or something and i was yeah. like what happened Brennan went game? 24 of 34 for 300 yards but he had two interceptions and he was sacked seven times and i think he had like a catastrophic short yardage fumble or something he did. yeah yeah we had a lot, he had a lot of those last year and there was like a missed field goal or something uh, good times good times all around also yeah. uh uh i'd like to do honorable mention for every game being at noon <laughs> so we got no tailgates out of the whole season probably a good thing yeah oh, but i mean at least that would have been a highlight <laughs> i had completely forgotten about the, the the rash of noon kicks it was like it was like the acc new or something um all right, least favorite basketball moment. I'm just going to go ahead and go first on this one and just claim the Kihei pass um, <laughs> for every. <laughs> I because I mean, listen, if you have a different option, like <laughs> no, that's true. No, I'm no going to I'm going to force you guys to come up with one. As we I'm should talking debate here. what's what's second. So. Yeah, but but like but like listen, it got me on old takes exposed. Okay, like and I I to this point in my Twitter career, I had never been. Um, on the freezing cold takes okay and like literally two minutes before that the kid had like gotten like a rebound and he'd come down and he, had, like, he was doing a lot of little things in me that like you need a guy to do when you're gonna win right and that, that was glorious and I said somebody he's making all these big plays and then he did that which is like literally the worst thing you could have done like he would have been better off to just come down and travel you know but nope um, and I'm not, look, I'm not trying to bang on him. It was, you know, it was a, it was one moment kid had an incredible career, but if we're going to have to pick a bad moment of the season, that was a surrender Cobra. If there ever was a surrender Cobra, um, it was, it, well, luckily it wasn't it in like a do or die situation. Or yeah, yeah. Luckily yeah, he didn't yeah, do that against Purdue, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. If he was going to have a moment like that, you know, you would rather him do it now than to have it then. Um, you know, and like, that's the thing. Um, I mean, the, the, you know, people are going to argue about him for you know, generations, right? But he was absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, one of the, the, the people directly responsible for UVA winning a national championship. You, just can't, you can't even argue it. So, like, yeah, he, he's allowed to have a game, a really bad mistake or whatever. It just really sucks that that was when it was, and especially because it was his last game and everything. But, yeah, that's my moment, and... As, as the one asking the questions, I'm just going to go ahead and claim that for Spain. All right. What's, uh, who wants to go next? Give me, give give me, give me a, a second one, Ferber. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a pretty easy number two, and that's the Boston College loss on the road. Um, that was bad. Like, that, I think they lost the game before that. Um, or maybe, maybe they had, maybe that's when they, I mean, we were talking about it at the time. We were like, they keep sneaking out of these. That's what it yeah. was. They barely beat Louisville. Then they yep. barely beat Notre Dame. And we were like, this team doesn't look very good right now. And they definitely could have lost to Notre Dame. Um, then they went up to Boston college and we were saying like, if they play like this against Boston college, they're going to lose. And I think I even picked them to lose. You did. And they didn't just lose. They got blown out. Yep. Like Boston college took it to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, what game, game too, was it, right? Ferber? We walked out. I remember we walked to the parking lot. Was it the Was it the Notre Dame game? I think Dame it was game? the Notre Dame game. Yeah, the game before. Goodwin missed that oh, buzzer yeah. beater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was like a few days before. And Ferber, and I, I remember talking, we specifically were like, they're going zero two next week if they keep. Yeah, like if they can't. Yeah, because I remember we walking. We're walking to the to the car, and like Ferber and I are talking, and we're like talking about how like they're just they're just like kind of skinning by, you know. 
Um, because Louisville and Notre Dame were both just so underwhelming in terms of their wins, considering the, the competition. Yeah. And it seemed weird too, because it seemed like nobody was worried about it. It was kind of like, uh, well, well, it, you know, I, you know and I mean, one. in fairness to UVA fans, like, look, this is kind of a thing that UVA does sometimes, you know, like yeah. if you think back to the, to the pre COVID season, right? Like they just, they, they just did a bunch of this. They just kept doing it. You know, where they didn't look great offensively at any point, like ever, but defensively they were like either great or elite. And they just kept finding like random ways to win games, right? And now the problem is, is that Louisville was like 300 or whatever they were. Yeah, they were both you know? of those teams were really bad teams. Notre Dame had, was literally in the process of replacing its coach, of having his farewell, farewell tour. Like, and they almost won. You know, like, didn't yeah, they were like Louisville was as bad as they were. And I think Notre Dame was like behind them in the standings at that point. Yeah, it was bad. (laughs) So and then and then we were like, oh, and then the Boston College game was as ugly as we thought it might be. Um, And it was like that's when we were having the maybe we need to reset our expectations again after they had been pretty good for a while. And and, you know, I was at the Carolina game the few days later and they were much better in the second half of that game. Yeah. And and Tony but talked about that second they, half for know, like weeks after that. Yeah, but that was definitely like the nadir of the season. The nadir. Yeah. Listen to you. All right, Dave, what you got? <laughs> I mean, I'm torn. <clears throat> I mean, the loss at Tech sucked because it broke a long winning streak there, um, and it's Tech. But I'm gonna go. I'll go a little bit off the board. I'll I'll say losing to Duke in the ACC title game. Um, I mean, it wasn't that. You know, Duke kind of had control of that game all the way through. But True. anytime you make the ACC title game, especially for a team you know probably not going to win the national title, um, be nice to put that banner in the in the ceiling. And they had a chance to do it. Um, so I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it to that one. But you guys picked the first. You you guys picked the right two. Yeah, and also like the Duke game was frustrating because Duke played okay. They didn't play really well on the yeah, offense. They only scored end. 59 points. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of that was late with free throws. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, in UVA, like, if they had played, like, a B offensive game, they probably would have won. <laughs> like, yeah. they just couldn't. They were they played, like, a D-minus offensive game. Yeah, it's hard to win ACC championships. Yeah, <laughs> so that'll shots, right? <laughs> win them when you can. Yep. All right, so the next, the next category... Um, is the best individual performance by an actor in a leading role. No, best individual performance. Let's go on the football side um, this season. Um, who wants to start? Oh, my God. I'm thinking. I don't have, I don't have the stats in front of me. Uh, I'll go because I, I have one off the top of my head. That was pretty wow, good. Wow, that was fast. Uh, I'm going to go Chico Bennett, I think, against Syracuse, but really like the defensive line against Syracuse. Um they were forcing fumbles and creating sacks. And that was the first time we were like, whoa, the defense like actually might be really good. Um, but I think Chico had like a couple big plays in there. Um, so I'll go with him. Dave, what you got? I'm still I'm still thinking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to cop out, and I'm going to go Malachi Fields scoring a touchdown in his only game last year um, against Pitt just because someone's got to. Bring up friend of the podcast. Okay, so I'm really, I'm really salty you did that because that was going to be my <laughs> my pick. Um, I can't come up with another one, man. Uh, I, Paris Jones against Richmond. Yeah, he had a decent day. Yeah, he had, a, he had like two touchdowns, I think. Um, had, I think he had a hundred yards rushing. What I think is hysterical is that, like, you know, and, and I mean, obviously, there's a lot that went on the rest of the way, right? But 
we we that we are struggling to come up with like anything good about the football season tells you plenty about what happened last year. Um, well, the defense was good, but you know it was a, there were some of the parts, right? Not that there weren't great individual pieces yeah. on it. But... Nick Jackson just getting like thirteen tackles every game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. But it's hard. Like, what game am I supposed to pick? Like, I don't, yeah, they're exactly. all the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you could you could make an argument for um, for Wicks against Georgia Tech, couldn't you? Like, didn't he have a pretty yeah, good? Yeah, but even he had like some big drops in that game. I think he dropped a touchdown. No, uh, like, well, true. Only I mean, like honestly, honestly, just was a pick. I mean, honestly, you could make some pretty wild cases like for football just because of how much how many different issues there were. Right. I mean, Daniel Sparks, you could make like a real case <laughs> should win this. <laughs> um, but, you know, that and there were a couple other things like here and there, like what, Brandon Farrell. <laughs> I, I mean, know. Lavelle against Richmond, he had a great game, um, yeah. especially coming off the injury. Uh, Brandon had a nice game. For a while, and then he threw like back-to-back picks or something. I think I'm gonna the, go. You know what? I'm gonna go with half. Nick Jackson against Georgia Tech. He had like he had like eight tackles. He had a couple of sacks. Oh, yeah, he recovered yeah. a fumble. Yeah, that, like yeah, that was a huge game. Yeah, yeah let's. Well, I'm gonna go with him. Nick. Yeah, that was in his hometown. Yeah, God, I'm gonna yeah. go with that one. All right. Probably had to best go see in- his dad, and that sucks. <laughs> 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 All right, let's uh, best individual performance um, for a uh, basketball player in a leading role. Man, I mean, so I'm not looking at Ken Palm right now. Well, you should Probably be. Not. Yeah, and uh, also I will for say, the listeners, we did not prepare very much. Yeah, we, no, no we, I didn't we want did to this prepare because I, I wanted no, we to did think. That on purpose. Um, I would say it's probably for me. Is it? Is it Armand against Duke? I was gonna say Armand against Baylor. Didn't he have like a big game against Baylor? Yeah, he had 26 against Baylor, 23 against Duke. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did have a big game against Duke. Yeah, he had a, had a really big game against Duke. Um, what game was it? seemed like multiple games, but there was one game in particular where Reese just took over the second half. Had like back to the game got close. He had like back to back steals and a dunk, and then he hit a, had an and one or something in that stretch. Was it the NC yeah. State? That game? in Vegas, too? Could have been NC State. I forget. Yeah, there it was at home because I remember it happening. Because um, he had th- he had three steals against uh, NC State. He had four against Little. He had four against Clemson. Virginia won the state game by a decent margin, right? By like sixty three fifty. Yeah, but they got they uh, kind of they, they, they had they it got in the hand. big boy in, yeah. in foul trouble early. Yeah, yeah they had um, it in hand most of the way. I mean, listen. Coleman I'm I'm not afraid to go. Stop. I'm not afraid to go with Ryan Dunn. And like, I mean, that dude had some serious like whoa sort of moments this year. Like, was I, that I the think, Clemson game he came in when Virginia was on struggling? He yeah, had he had the ten points in a couple yeah. plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was three or four at the line. He had a um, he had a couple of dunks. Um, he had his first, he he hit his one of his what five six three pointers all year. Um against Clemson. Um, I, I just think what's interesting is that, like, you know, oh, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's Kihei Clark. Yeah. It's Kihei Clark. I was just looking for it. Against uh, Virginia Tech. He, I've never seen yeah. a, I've never seen a point guard do to, to what he did to that kid in Blacksburg. 
I and mean, he had he a good night, yeah, too, right? Yeah, like, I was trying good, to find the box score. So not Bla- sorry, not Blacksburg in in Charleston. In in Charleston, he, yeah, he yeah. he turned yeah, he many points. T- like, have you ever seen a point guard essentially like ruin another team's offense because they literally couldn't get the ball up the floor? I mean, that poor kid could not get the ball up the floor. I would so also he, like to shout out Isaac Trout against the Italian teams that they stop. played. No, he yeah. Had, so Kihei goes for twenty points. He had <laughs> five assists, and he he only had the one steal. Right, but he was in that kid's kitchen. I mean, he just straight up owned that child. It was so I felt so, I like it takes a lot for me to feel bad for for a hokey. And I mean that I felt bad for that poor kid. And then what what was crazy is that when they came out against uh, against them in 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 Castle, like you could tell like one of the things that they they had to spend so much time on in practice was like how are you going to get the ball up the floor? And it was like one man coverage. That's just that's just not something you see every day. <laughs> So, yeah, he also he, had the back-to-back steals in that game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, stripped a guy twice. Mm-hmm. There were some crazy ones. I mean, in a loss, BVP had that really good second half against Miami. I thought about that too. Yeah. Um, Caden had a good ACC tournament. You know, until he didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was really good in one of the – was it UNC? I can't remember what game. He, he had a nice game. Yeah, he had all the blocks in the UNC game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Virginia handle Clemson pretty easily. So yeah, Isaac I, McNeely against Furman. I yeah, twelve I mean, points. <laughs> Not really, but yeah, nice he, game. He did have yeah, a nice I mean, game against Clemson though, didn't he? Wasn't it Clemson he had a good game against? He was like he had a couple good ones in there here and there. Yeah, yeah I mean, had, who was the team a, MVP? You think Reese, right? I mean, I mean, probably Gardner. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned him. He had some big games. Yeah, I would say I would say Beekman was the team MVP because of what he could do on both ends. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, like it was different guys on different nights, and we kind of knew it was going to be that way from the outset. How about this? Between all right, between the Boston College game, okay, which was on January twenty eighth, and the uh and the end of the ACC tournament. Okay. So it's the semifinals against uh Clemson. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen games. He scored in double figures in twelve of them. Yeah, that's pretty good. He had two twenty-point games, a nineteen-point game, a couple of sixteens and a seventeen. I mean, dude was was on his horse. Um, Dave, do you want to give it to um, Ben Vanderplas for? <laughs> for man, for, Armand had some big games. He had twenty-five he, against he Wake Forest. Yeah. He did. I'm gonna miss that kid. I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss my my cousin. I'm gonna miss that joke. I I really enjoyed the crap out of that joke. And it's I know, such a I know, common name. You think it would happen more often, don't you? Hey, I, I know, right? <laughs> See, we should. I mean, I have not had a UVA kid to pull forward my name since Tony Franklin. All right, Tony. I was gonna say Tony Franklin, and he's literally the only one I've ever had in my life. Um, yeah. other than other than Armand, I'm really gonna be sad. I, I I always appreciate it whenever I would come back to Twitter and Armand's mom. We're definitely forgetting about some random dude like who was Franklin. I guess you wouldn't. Well, forget, we almost but... talked the whole season about mentioning Gardner, who <laughs> saved our bacon many a time. Yeah. Um, who haven't we talked about? That's I think we, I think we I think we've covered it. I think we've unless you want to go through the Tain archives. You know what we should have said was the least favorite the moment was when Van Van, when they rolled out those T-shirts for Vanderplas. He was literally never the same again. Wasn't yeah. that the Houston game where he was like 0 for 8 or something? Like He was uh, 0 for yeah, 7. Yeah, I think it was four. Houston. 
That was, I mean, not that that's like a season-defining loss, but that was a little bit of a disappointment just because that was like a big game. The bigger problem is that they lost that, and then they came out against Miami and lost that one too. Yeah. yeah so all of a sudden, and Miami then they lost to, to Pitt three day three games later. So it's like they've lost three in their last five, and you're like, wait, what is happening? Of course, then they roll off like eight wins in a row, and then they lose a Tech, and they, you know. So, I mean, they would have, if they get that Tech win, they would have won like 17 in a row or some nonsense, right? Disclaimer, we're at a point in the Virginia basketball arc where we can complain about a 25-8 and eight ACC championship <laughs> final appearance season. I said 17. Um, it was 12, my fault. ACC regular season title. No, that's a, that's a, really, um, that's a good point, Dave. Because well, well, how many uh, years did we go without making the semis? 20? 95 to we, uh, Our expectations have to increase because oh, they they've, they've forced 14, us to. You know? so. Oh, they do. It's just, hey, just you can, you can expect more but still be grateful. All right, I'm going to throw one more curveball at you, and then we'll get to some over-unders on uh, wins. Um, curveball? Yeah, you like that? Um, all right, so we, we were specific that we wanted to focus on the um, the the basketball and football teams. So I'm not going to ask you to, like, to give me your favorite like baseball moment of the season or whatever. Um, but I, I do think it would be fun to give me the, the your, your sort of favorite, like um, – off the beaten path thing. So like, not like a, in a game, but like whether it's like a, a funny subplot, right. Um, hmm. Or, you know, some silly thing on social media that the team did or whatever. Um, give me, give me something. Cause, cause <laughs> what I was thinking first, is like, clearly, you know, something. So. No, no. Cause I was thinking about that goat video, right? I mean, that goat video yeah. is absolutely incredible. Right. Shout out to former uh, Cavs corner, uh, Stafford, Damon Dillman for his work on that. Um, but like, I just was thinking through like, there's gotta be some other stuff, you know, non football, basketball game related stuff that would, you know, we can look back and, and remember, um, who's on the loo. Wow. That's a deep cut. <laughs> who's on the loo. That was, that was real sad. Um, that was short lived. Yeah. I think for me, if can I, this is, this might be, yeah, mean. please go I'm first. Not, I'm sorry. It was like, the first post game of the Tony Elliott era was like so weird for, I think we've talked about this on the pod. I know I've talked about it to you guys off the air. It was just so odd. Like he's going to go last, like what? And so like, it's not so much that like that's different from what UVA has done. It's like, it's different from literally like any team I'd ever seen. And so like he, cause he like went in and showered and came out in a suit that he had not worn on the sideline. And I'm like, what is happening? Right. And then I, I, this is just, I mean, it's just funny to me because like, it just kind of shows like best, you know, best laid plans. Right. Cause like, as the season went on it, this whole and the things got rougher, right. Um, everything about both game changed and it stopped going from like this, like showcase thing to, all right, we're just going to, he's just going to come in and answer some questions like, Oh really? Like, cause that's kind of what we were hoping for. Um, so I just think that it's just funny how like sometimes you go, you you have these like big aspirations, and then like immediately you realize like, oh, this is not like that big of a deal. I should just, you know, go with the flow or whatever. I just thought it was funny, and I will. It's one of those random things about the season. I will, I won't forget, just like how it went from like very thought out to like, yeah, this is what we're gonna do, because you know everybody was frustrated. Um, I'll but. say I'll go completely in a different direction. And say um, the new football facility that is under construction. Dang it, Ferber. <laughs> yeah. like I drove by there the other day. I was coming back from that part of town, and it, their beams are up. We're, we got beams. 
Um, so that's great. I think things are going to be heading in the that's right direction. That's the most cousin Greg thing you've ever said in your life. Yeah. We got beans. Got that a lot was done on that. That was one hundred percent cousin Greg, and I won't I won't let that pass by without having called that out. No, that that is a really good pick for because and it's it's actually super cool and super exciting to see that thing coming out of the ground finally. Um, I mean, My only one disappointed. There's not a live stream we can jump on and see. I progress. was actually just thinking the same thing. Like it's really messed up. There's just not a live stream in this day and you age. Let me just drive over there every day and give you a quick. Just drive over one, there and hold your one hands. picture a day. Hold, it's like, no. No, I want Carla's you to hold your hands the other day. Here. Like it's a lot further along than you thought. Yeah, because you know, there was a lull for a while before, between when we when we last saw it and when whatever. But yeah, like I, forever, I want you to walk over there and put your put your phone above your head. Like I'm um, not gonna walk, John. Q, okay, whatever, <laughs> John Cusack style. You know, ride your scooter, boombox, and just you know, just hold the camera up there for a good like three days so we can watch it. Ooh, that's a good one too. Dave oh, I just found it. I just found yeah. my answer. Do what? <laughs> I just found my answer in that scooter comment. It was a Richmond game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We were tailgating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have this thing, uh, my favorite thing of the season, and I'm pretty sure we mentioned on the podcast, I have this thing where I hate seeing uh, our athletes riding by on those little uh, little scooters, whether it's the, <laughs> you know, like the Vespa kind or lime. the the lime scooter. Yeah, the lime or the bird or whatever and, it's called. Uh, Brad, I can't, I don't think you were there yet when it happened, but yeah. No, I was there. I, were, no, no, I saw it. No, I saw it. I saw it. What trout I was there? Yeah, yeah. When trout and <laughs> yeah. uh, there was was it McNeely who came by too, and like trout came by, and, and I legit thought Dave was gonna like scream like something like "Be careful" or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about the. I don't think you were here for the day trout actually almost flipped. No, I was. I was there. He okay, came well, by well, twice. Yeah. He came by twice. We saw him go one way, and then he went died the other way. Okay. I was there. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, we were we were at the tailgate and uh trout runs comes by on the lime scooter. I make my comment about ah and like he's going down the hill and he hits the brakes and the back wheel like scoots out from underneath him and he almost goes into a bus before he regains his like I was gonna say, that's it was my bus. mind. Like the bus was headed to Omaha. Yeah, yeah, and he might as well have gotten on it, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, th- those things drive me crazy. Um I'm gonna to have to move my tailgates by just so I can't see the guy athletes go by constantly. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're down the grounds, dudes. you're gonna see it all the time. Like I've, every time I'm over there, I see one of those guys. Can we get around. a bike company helmet you know, to do an nil deal with these people <laughs> and just put a helmet <laughs> on their heads? Just wear our helmet. We'll pay you. That's great. All right, um, so let's let's switch gears for a few more minutes. Um, so today, I believe it was today, correct? The odds to win a court. This is from the bet online. So Florida State at eight to five plus one sixty. Odds to win the ACC. All right, wait. Let me rephrase. Do you guys want to do odds to win it, or do you want to do over unders? Which one did you want to do? You can choose one. There can only be one. I think over unders is more interesting. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. this is according to uh, DraftKings. All right. Yep. This is your twenty three win total. So Florida State at ten. Clemson at nine and a half, Carolina eight and a half, Louisville at seven and a half, Miami at seven and a half. Then you got a uh, a group of NC State, Syracuse, Duke, and Pitt at six and a half, five and a half for Wake and BC, Virginia Tech at four and a half, Georgia Tech at four, and the Virginia Cavaliers at three and a half. Um, I let's do. I mean, I guess we got to start with UVA because I mean, you know, it's a UVA podcast. Three and a half seems low, and then you look at the schedule and you go, "Hey, three and a half makes sense." Um, over under, Dave, three and a half. 
my heart says over my head says <laughs> under um it is a tough schedule um there's this thing i'm trying to pull it up i found it last night um here it is there's a i can't remember who did this but i saw it on twitter and saved it but it's the uh easiest schedules to you know for power fives to be undefeated and it basically runs an algorithm says if you were a top 20 if you're an average top 20 team the chance of you going undefeated against the schedule you're playing this year right so according to that as tough as we think virginia's schedule is they're the ninth they have the ninth easiest schedule from that metric at and they you know in a top an average top 20 team would have a 3.9 percent chance of going undefeated against virginia's schedule which is mind-boggling to me so it's making me think maybe i'm overvaluing their schedule a little bit just because virginia was terrible last year um so if i had to bet i would i'd probably put my money on the over just after seeing that um but i, I think it's going to be under how you like that for hedging <laughs> you, you you do it you do like to um to do that sometimes we'll i i would say August. listen yeah. I, I, I think prognostication yeah. I was, yeah when the when the uh when the preseason awesomeness disease comes roaring back listen three and a half i, I don't want to get into the the nuts and bolts of like picking those because we have a whole you know shtick about that but i mean i saw enough in the spring to think the defense is going to be okay um compared to like what we saw last year and i do think the offense will improve Question is just to what degree, right? I think right now I got to say under, but I will not be surprised if, you know, come fall camp, once we know who the starter is or isn't, um, once we have a better feel for sort of the way things are sort of shaking out on the two deep, um, you know, they 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 gave us a, a, some things to think about from spring, but because of some of the um, injury slash rehab situations, it's, it's hard to get such a crystal, you know, um, sort of a, a crystallized version of what you think is going to, what it's going to be. I I also think because they added some pieces in the transfer portal that I think are worth discussing, right? Um, and I want to leave myself the option at least to think like those guys are going to make a big uh, impact. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go under for now, but with an asterisk that says that it's very likely I'll say over um, by the time they kick off the season. For what what you got? Yeah. Um, Dave, do you remember like uh, a couple months ago when people were like, we were like, their over under is going to be like four? And people were like, yeah. what? Yeah. It's lower than that. It's lower um, than that, friends. Yeah. I mean, like, that's, it is what it is, right? Um, I think this line is very well set just because it's going to get action on both sides, which is the per- the point. I think if it was two and a half, you get all your action on over. If it was four and a half, you get a lot more action on the under. And that's kind of where I am with it. Um, I think it makes more like logical sense to go over just because there's more outcomes on that side of the fence. Um, Three and nine or worse is certainly in play, but I mean, like the difference between three and nine and four and eight, isn't that great? Like you could easily against, you have to remember too, like this is an ACC football schedule. None of these teams are, none of these teams are elite that they're going to play. And a lot of them are very like week to week, including you. Wait, are you saying Tennessee's not elite? Or you just mean in the ACC? In the ACC. I'm yeah. I'm just counting that as a loss. Well, <laughs> you know? well yeah, I know. I, I agree. Um, yeah, I agree but yeah, that. I mean, like eight of your games are against teams that are volatile and mediocre. So, yeah. you know, that lends itself to parity. So, I mean, if you win three ACC games and beat William and Mary, you know, you're over. And I think that's probably where I would land with it. I wouldn't. I'm. I mean, if it was four and a half, I'd go under. Um, yeah. Because I think that's just the play. But 
you know, if I was gambling on it, I would just go over three and a half because it's so low. Yeah. yeah. The only hesitation I have is um, last year, you know, if you looked at the schedule at this point last year, it looked like the two toughest games are going to be Carolina and Miami. Right. And those are two games Virginia almost won last year. You know, we didn't see them getting smoked by Duke. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's what you're talking about, Justin. The ACC is weird, right? Yeah, I um, mean, like, and you look at their schedule. We talked about it a little bit last week, but it's like you, there's there's some home games on there where it's like they're not going to be cakewalks, but they're not unwinnable, and they are at home. So it's yeah. like Florida's or not Florida State, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Duke, um, William and Mary, obviously JMU. Like those are all winnable games. I just put you over right there if you won all those games. Yeah, <laughs> you know well, what that's I mean? kind of what I was thinking too. Is that like. I'm again. I'm gonna go under for now, but like you, you could absolutely talk me into JMU, um, Boston College, William Mary, and one of uh, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech. Right, and it's like, not like we would be like, what a successful season. Correct. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, I mean that's just what it is, right? But I think that like what I saw in the spring from Musket and what I think, um, what I think they can do offensively around a guy who's just like you know. You know, even if it's just like slow and steady kind of stuff, right? Like, I'm not asking the guy to go out there and have to, you know, make every play. I actually kind of feel like they've got a pretty decent number of skill dudes, and they certainly are going to try to run the ball. Um, the offensive line has plenty of questions, as is always the case. It feels like, and we obviously we we do, we haven't seen them put it all together by any stretch. I mean, it's not like we've we watched them in the spring. We're like, oh man, that that's it. That's the thing that looks good. But yeah, three and a half is is fairly low. Let's try to get through um, some of these others real quick. Oh, Brian, um, can I can I can I pose a question to kind of take care of that? Yeah, sure. Um, See so if you if you don't like it, you can set it this part out. Um, so let's say we all have to bet a sizable amount. We have to pick one team to go over and one team to go under, based on those projections we have. We need to pull it up. All right, I would say I, I would probably bet for Louisville to go under. Just because seven and a half is a, I mean, I haven't looked at their schedule and I probably should, okay, but I'm that's a hell of a number for Louisville. Yeah, they I mean, have I feel a like, lot of transfers too. I, think I know, but I, that dude was on the hot something. seat like thirty-seven seconds ago. You know? Oh yeah. Like, well, wasn't he? Wasn't he going to get fired before the UVA game? I mean, wasn't that the whole well, thing? He got that fired. whole week. He got fired. Oh, that's right. They were playing. Oh yeah. Well, now we're editing yeah, the crap out of that. <laughs> Actually, you know what? No, no I'm gonna leave this. He's in. Gonna, Sam Howe playing with Sam Howe. Here we go. I knew. they got what's his face. No, that's well, right. Sam Howell could be at Florida that's State right. these days, so you're fine. That's right. Well, yeah, he didn't get fired. He w- left voluntarily to go to Cincinnati. That's okay. That's, that's right. right. Okay, that's, that's my mistake. See, yeah, All right, well, I'm going to leave it in so that too. everybody can hear me make a mistake <laughs> and know that, you know what, not all people are infallible. Um, but Brom is also, like, barely over 500 at Purdue, so whatever. Okay, um, but but that still stands. Seven and a half yeah. for a team like that. Like, I'm just going to – Louisville is very much in that Miami mold for me, which, I mean, they're also at seven and a half. But, like, I, I just need to see them do it a couple times before I expect them to do it, if that makes any sense. Um, yep. I also, I also wouldn't be surprised if Duke is better than six and a half. Um. We're also not looking at their schedules right now. Yeah, we're just we're just going on like our general sense of. Um, well, I know they. Gotta, we're we're know giving Vegas some credit and just to think that they know what they do they're doing, which you know history says that they do. Yeah, um, man. I mean, I okay. think if I had to, I had to bet a sizable amount for a team to go under, I would probably lean on Boston College at five and a half. <clears throat> yeah. I, yeah. All right, hold on. Let's see. So Duke is at six and a half. All right, Duke's schedule is they open with Clemson. All right. Awesome. Then they get Lafayette and Northwestern. 
in Durham before they go to Stores, Connecticut. <laughs> Lafayette loss. <laughs> <laughs> they go to Stores, Connecticut. All right, then they oh. get Notre Dame at home. They get NC State at home. They go to Tallahassee. They get Louisville. They go to Louisville, and then they close the season. Um, let's see, Wake at home at at Carolina at UVA, and then they get Pitt to end it out. Dude, this is an under. under. This is an under, under. dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's like people are people are like, ooh, Ryan Vegas is back, and it's like cool. Like they were eight and four last year. Like that was that seems like random as hell to me. Like. Yeah, Northwestern's going to be decent. I mean, not that Duke should win that game at home. All right, hold on now. Wait a minute. Y'all are like under. Wait a minute. No wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Lafayette, North Northwestern, Connecticut. To me, three wins. Okay, I'm sorry. But UConn's but no joke. They got more work running it up there, man. They won a. They went to a bowl talent. game last year, right? Yeah, yeah. they got to okay. go there. Yeah, you know, Virginia's been there. Fine. We know what happened. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty Rinchler Field listen, or whatever. If, if on September 23rd UConn puts it on them, I'll eat crow. All right, but. I'm sorry, but like they're gonna win one of those NC State Florida State games. That that just feels right. Like that that one of those teams is gonna either either NC State's gonna come to Durham not really thinking this is a big deal, or Florida State's gonna get um Duke. If you Florida, Duke's gonna be gonna Florida be State, you should have picked the Florida State under as your short one. Yeah, because but then okay, so like that's that's four right, and then you get Florida you State get, has to win eleven. You get Virginia. Which I think is whatever, and then it's all about whether Louisville's any good. Just yeah. saying, that's still lean on the under. I'm gonna yeah, I, don't know. Right. I think, I think they're like a, I think they're like a six and six. I'm leaning on BC, but all right, hold on, let's go, let's go to. Louisville. Well, I got, I got mine right here. I'll just give it to you. The Miami Hurricanes under <laughs> every year, hammer it every year. <laughs> Seven. I'm not doing it this year. Seven and a half. Why? Because they're Miami, man. Yeah, I mean, like, let me. I'm gonna pull up their schedule. All right, all right. Well, you do that. I've got Louisville in front of me, so Louisville at seven and a half. I'm thinking under. All right, so they open with um with Georgia Tech in Atlanta. Then they get Murray State in Indiana, um the former at home, the latter in in Indianapolis. All right, they get they get Boston College at home. They get NC State on the road. They get Notre Dame at home. They get Pitt on the road. They get, get tech at Duke home. at home. They get Tech at home, and they close. Oh wow! They get they get uh, UVA at home too. So they get three home games in a row to start November, before they get they go to Miami and to Kentucky to close it out. That's tough. No, that's tough. But I can. Yeah. I think I think Louisville was was kind of expected to have pretty high expectations coming into this year, though, and then they had like. A billion high transfers. expectations for a but year one coach. So I don't much even know what that's in, about. They, yeah, they got so many good players coming in. If 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 they can put it together, they've got talent. All right, for do you? Have I think I think you can stuff. kind of the the play though is you if you don't believe in that you could sort of fade them and be like oh well I don't think that these twenty transfers will be as good as they look on paper because they I, won't I, like mo- I said man mold. I am dubious when it comes okay. to. Little, right, I'm already I'm already 57. so done with this Miami schedule. Their first game is against Miami Ohio. Yeah, Miami versus Miami, <laughs> classic. Yeah, that's amazing. That's All right. EA so they, Sports college sports. <laughs> so they play Miami. They'll win that one. Then they play Texas A and M. That's a loss. They'll get smoked. Yeah, and then they play Bethune Cookman. And then the they fighting go to Ed ten- Reeds. Yeah, then they. Go- I don't think so. Jesus I think he Christ. left. No, I know that's yeah, a he, joke. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, and then they go to Temple, which is weird. Jesus um, Christ! This is yeah. this sounds bad, like a bad basketball schedule. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's like a, they got put in like the Charleston Classic or something. Um, they get Georgia Tech at home. That's nice. 
then they <laughs> go nice. to yeah so they're off to a good start here they might be like four and one or something but right. then they go to carolina yeah clemson at home virginia at nc state at florida state louisville at boston college that, that yeah that like last that them. last game <laughs> that last game of the season could prove it's gonna they're gonna be like six and five going into boston college and they're not gonna care yeah What's Boston College schedule look like since I picked Hold them? On, to go I gotta under get to Florida State schedule. Four, ten wins. I mean, you gotta win eleven. And, L, and one of the their openers, LSU, I think, right? Uh, that might be right. Yeah, September third at LSU. Last yeah, so year. they have LSU and Florida baked in, and they have a ten win over under. And I'm pretty sure they have Clemson as a rival, right? Yeah, I think so. Vegas not playing around. Yeah, they get LSU to start, then they get uh, Southern Miss at home. Um, okay, cool. Damn that LSU game is in Orlando too. It's not even in Dope Campbell. Yeah, All right. They played they go, the other game was in New Orleans. They go to BC. They go to Clemson. Then they get Tech at home. They get Syracuse at home, and they get Duke at home before they go to Wake and go to Pittsburgh, and they finish out the season uh, at with Miami at home, and then North <laughs> North Alabama at home before they go to the Swamp. Ten wins is a lot. I mean, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. That's a lot. I can't, I can't, I can't bet money. the over on Jeez. that. No. There's no way. There's just no chance. No. no. Who is your over? Sense. Mine's Clemson. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I got to find an over. Mine's Clemson all day. But what is it? Nine and a half? Nine and a half. They're going to play 13 games at least. Did they have like a big non conference schedule? Does that, the postseason games count? No. No, it's regular season, right? Awesome. Because it, otherwise, for, our, for this game, overall, and every team I think is going to make right, well, a bowl. So game. they're playing twelve games, and I still feel good about Clemson winning ten. Who's their non-con? Well, I guess they play South Carolina, but that's not a gimme. It's not a gimme. Okay, wait, guys, we have a problem. NC State also opens the season with UConn. Is UConn trying to get into the ACC, and nobody told me? <laughs> like, what is happening? Everybody's playing UConn. So NC State gets, they're independent. <laughs> they got they got openings. NC State UConn, gets Notre UConn at home to open. Then they go. Then they sorry they go to UConn to open the season. Then they get Notre Dame at home. VMI at home. Um, they go to UVA. You can stop get, right there because if they lose to UVA, then they're under. Well, that's fair. Their season's going off. The All right, can I just be real with y'all? I, if game. I had if I had one team in the league that I was going to fade for eternity, it would be NC State. Like Six I don't and care. Half is so low. But they're Six and dude, a half. Dorn's they gonna just, be in trouble. I think he's gonna get fired. Like I legitimately yeah. like you went and got Doctor Bob, and it's either gonna be great or it's gonna be terrible. Can I remind you guys who their quarterback is? Like um, you, presumably. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying. Yeah, is, I mean is that it, thing. That's what I'm saying. They lose to UVA. They might be making a change. At yeah. at he I'm just saying September the second in the afternoon of Saturday, September the second. Okay. When we start seeing the stats coming in from Stores, Connecticut, and Brennan Armstrong they at is UConn? yes, they start to see that at UConn. Um, it, when 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 the stat line comes in, when, when we're watching stat broadcast from wherever, okay, and my my dude is like eleven of twenty eight for like a buck oh seven, a touchdown, nah, he's gonna, he's two gonna interceptions, run it up on UConn. He'll be okay, like man. thirty-four of forty. Listen, all I'm saying is, you, you, anybody out there who who can hear hear my voice, you ride with that dude and NC State and all of the voodoo that surrounds that program, all y'all want. 
I will under no circumstances be anywhere near that narcotic. No, thank you. Mm-mm, no. I kind of like Wake over five and a half just because it's Wake. It's it, I, dude. They're totally gonna win more games than that. I don't yeah. know. I mean, that dude's they, a they freaking a lot position. of turnover. I love Clawson, but you know, six and six. Yeah, that's. I, mean, I think you're safe. He doesn't have a fob. He doesn't only win five games very often. What's their I non-conference mean, look like? They only have to win five more games after Elon. Like, oh, they got Elon. Yeah, take the they got Elon to open the season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll figure out four more, five more wins. I mean, of course, unless you're counting the spring game. That's oh, what yeah. I mean. Like that. That's what I mean about the no, ACC. Sorry. Like they get the Elon teams... and Vandy in back-to-back weeks at home to start the oh, season. Vandy's oh, Vandy's at home. Then they get Old Dominion, dude. They could be three and zero on September seventeenth. Yeah. And only need and that's to... the thing is I'd rather take a team like Wake that like overachieves against mediocre teams than a team that under yeah I'm looking at their schedule I would probably go over on them. I'm they get Georgia the Tech at home just after ODU. The ODU's only downside on the is they they do have I will save this for the Wake schedule. They got to go to Clemson. They got to go to Blacksburg. They got to go to Durham. They got to go to uh, Notre Dame, and then they finish the season at Notre Dame at Syracuse. That's a weird I see. A, I see a lot of winnable games. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree, especially because Clawson is a magician, and I mean, I understand they lost a lot. I'm trying to like. I'm not trying to poo-poo that. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I think we a, have to talk about Virginia Tech before we get out of here, though. All right, let's let's, let's wrap up with touch Carolina eight and a half for Carolina seems about right. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they're. I might go. I might go over just just having some faith in Drake May. Yeah, but I'd say they're eight and four, nine and three team. You know, uh, their defense. That's Who's their, what's their non con I think they have South Carolina in their opener. That's a tough so, one. They got a pretty decent non conference, if I remember correctly. Um, Last year they did Tech too, and they kind of got through it okay. Like it was, they had to go to App. Remember, that was a game that was like 70 to 65 oh, or yeah. something. So, all right. So, Virginia Tech has a Tech. weird schedule. I'm <sighs> Are they open with Old Dominion? Then they get Purdue at home. Who, who, who's the coach of Purdue now? Uh, Ryan Walters, I believe, who is the defensive coordinator at Illinois. Great. They go to Rutgers. They go to Marshall. Are they trying to get in the Big Ten? That's really <laughs> weird. It's really weird to me that they have Purdue, and then they go to Rutgers, then they go to Marshall. That's yeah. really strange. All right, so then they get yeah, pit at home. They go to Tallahassee. They get uh, Wake Forest at home. They get Syracuse at home, and they close out the season in November bad. with – at Louisville, at Boston College, NC State, at UVA. Here's the, I mean, real, realistically, like for them, it's going to be whether or not they lose UVA, right? Like that's the that's the long and short of it. Well, I think too, like their over unders four, so like four and that's and low, four and, and a half. half. I think Five. what will disturb what will determine it is their first four. Yeah, I so agree with that. ODU, yeah. who you think is a gimme, but we history history says they're not. Especially for Tech. tech. Yeah. Uh, Purdue at home, I mean, you would think that that would be like Tech Marshall would have a good chance, but but Purdue's not a bad program. Like, they're pretty good. They're um, going to Marshall? Yeah, they're going, going to, to Marshall is to... definitely not a gimme, and Rutgers is Rutgers was a bowl Those are both tough games, not. but they come out of those with wins, then you're only really looking at that Syracuse game. If they can go three and one in their first four, which they could, they then could, I think yeah. they're they're then they're fine. Yeah, but if agreed. they go one and three, which they could, they could then they're they not could. fine. Then they're <laughs> then they're definitely not fine. He's very heavily delayed. I think that I think it's probably two and two through the first four, but they could I mean, like it just really depends on what these other teams are. Because like Marshall on the road, they could win that game by seventeen or they could lose. Yeah. Um 
And that's oh Grant Wells Revenge Game. I didn't even think about that. Oh yeah, that's true. All right, that's a good place to put a pin in it. We have lots of off season time to talk about um, what so we think is going to happen during the season. <laughs> so many. But you know, I, we'll we'll cook up something fun for next week to to give the people um, something. We'll be looking about. at like JMU schedule in a few weeks. <laughs> see what that's all kinds to. of things the next few weeks, fellas. <laughs> we'll, we'll start. We'll we'll start coming up with like new conference realignment situations. All right. If you are somebody out there who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, look us up on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, wherever it is the programs are distributed and make sure to follow subscribe whatever the podcast people are calling it these days um so that way we just show up in your feed and if you're inclined to give us a rating or review we appreciate it uh you haven't given us a look at the website yet check us out at calvescorner.com um lots of stuff rolling through there especially on the uh hoops recruiting side uh houston's been kind of killing it lately uh, I want to thank my perfect franchise for their support of the website and the show you can visit myperfectfranchise.net for more information on your next venture, discover the uh, perfect franchise for you. Andy and his folks do an incredible job. And if you are interested in that kind of thing, you want to get out of the, the rat race of corporate America. I've been, you know, um, I've been hearing um, for a long time about all of the different things that Andy does. And it never ceases to amaze me, all of the different connections he's got. So give him a shout. Um, tell, tell him Brad sent you. Uh, I want to thank everybody there for supporting the show. And, of course, I want to thank Dave and Ferber for being graciously of their time, as always. I very much appreciate all they do. So, for David Smith and Justin Ferber, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.